Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is Steve Robbins. Welcome to the Get It Done Guys, quick and dirty tips to work less and do more. Scandal. We just love scandal. And today, it's a college admissions scandal. As Harvard Law School professor Michael Sandel points out in his book, What Money Can't Buy, The Moral Limits of Markets, money is increasingly letting rich people use their wealth to buy things, like college admissions, that used to be obtainable with other currencies. Once you could be poor, but if you studied hard or worked hard at sports, it could help you get into a top college. Now it seems that rich kids can bypass the accomplishment route, and they can instead crowd out everyone else by using their money to game the system. In the current scandal, rich parents hired a consultant to falsify their kids' records, to bribe college coaches to say the kids should be admitted on athletic grounds, and to falsify test scores. The result? Rich kids getting into elite schools they aren't qualified for. And the highly qualified kids who don't have the money to bribe their way in? Well, they don't matter, do they? Because they're not rich. I was a not-rich kid, and this is a big deal for me. I take this personally. I grew up lower middle class. We even lived for a bit in a trailer where I had three cubic feet of space for all my worldly possessions. I moved out at 15, and I supported myself, barely, programming computers. There were days that I literally could not afford to eat. My friends all knew my situation, and I found out decades later, decades, that they and their parents would actually conspire to invite me over for homework. And if dinner happened to be served during a study break, well, of course, I was welcome to join. I studied my butt off. I worked super hard. I took classes at a local community college to help meet unfinished high school graduation requirements. And ultimately, I ended up going to MIT for undergrad and Harvard Business School for grad school. I needed a lot of financial aid, plus taking a semester off to earn more money to make ends meet. And it changed my life. It was the American dream, with hard work, being willing to put in the effort, I could get into top schools. And there, I could get an education that gave me the skills for success, not to mention how to label file folders. In today's world, we have the American dystopia. It's a dumb, lazy, rich kid who can't make the grade, literally, but can use their money to buy that spot instead of a kid who does the work to deserve it. This scandal is another step of turning America from the land of opportunity into the land of the pampered rich. If you're not rich enough to buy your kids into a top college, there is still a lot you can do. Heck, you can do it even if you are rich, but you still have your morals. First, don't try to make your kids look good on college applications. Instead, make them actually be good. Help your kids get curious. Help them get good at learning, at science, at writing, at computers, at music, at math, at dance, at languages, at athletics, at whatever it is they want to get good at. Long before the World Wide Web, my mother would take me to our local community college, and we would watch film strips together on the life cycle of frogs, or cool science experiments, and different kinds of facts. She got me a library card, and she taught me to go to the library to learn stuff when I was interested in things. Now, thanks to the internet, you can do a lot of this today from your own home. Sit down with your kids and help them find ways to explore their interests more deeply. And I mean deeply, like help them really enjoy and really value getting good at stuff. I highly, highly, highly recommend encouraging them to read books, paper books, because research has shown that they will remember more and they will learn more from paper books than from ebooks or from online screens. 
Work with your kids to help them learn that with enough effort, they can master their work and help them get and stay excited about learning. What if it's not enough? It's always possible that your kids just can't get good enough to get into an elite college. Be okay with that. It's okay. In fact, it's maybe more than okay. In the book David and Goliath, Malcolm Gladwell points out that being a top student at a mediocre school can actually translate into high feelings of self-esteem and confidence that lead to greater success throughout life. Top colleges can destroy a student's self-esteem. At MIT, every admit is a top high school student, but MIT grades on a curve. So suddenly, 9 out of 10 of the students are no longer at the top. Many MIT students' self-esteem gets pummeled by the experience and some of them never recover. They don't realize that even if they graduated at the bottom of their MIT class, they're still one of the very top performers in the world overall. Instead, they feel like a failure. And I know this because, trust me, a lot of my friends are MIT grads. And if you're a rich parent who wants to buy your kid into a school like MIT, think twice. The work is really, really, really hard. And if they aren't up to it academically, they're not magically going to become able to do the work once they arrive at school. And it can be an incredibly crushing experience. Cultivate a growth mindset for your kids. Stanford psychologist Carol Dweck, that's D-W-E-C-K, has spent years researching why some children excel, and a major factor is the child's mindset. And by the way, this is true of adults too. If you praise a child as being smart, you send the message that smartness is a fixed attribute, not something that can be developed. A fixed mindset, as this is called, leads kids to study less and work less, interestingly. Because if they don't get the right answer the first time, they simply conclude, well, my smartness is an innate attribute, and I guess I'm just not smart enough to solve the problem, so I may as well not keep trying. On the other hand, if you praise them as having put in the time and effort to succeed, which is called a growth mindset, you're sending the message that they can grow and develop. This growth mindset leads kids to view failure as simply a step along the path to greater learning. So what you want to do is praise their time and effort. You didn't make the swim team. You must need to put in more time and effort next time. Her full book, Mindset, discusses many, many ways that you can help a child or an adult develop a growth mindset. When it comes to actual admissions tactics, I don't have any special knowledge. I've never worked in an admissions office. But that said, I am in favor of early action. Many schools claim that the odds of applying early action are the same whether or not you take early action. That claim makes no sense to me. Mathematically, the odds of getting in have to be different because the early action applications are evaluated as a separate pool from the regular admits. There's no reason to believe that the most qualified students are evenly distributed between both groups, and there's no way for a college to manage its class size at the early admissions time without knowing how many people are going to apply for the regular admissions. So mathematically, that just can't be true. Unfortunately, even though we can know the odds are different, we can't know whether they're better or worse, but they must be different. If you apply early action and don't get in, however, many schools will let you roll your application into the regular applicant pool, so that actually gives you a chance to be evaluated against both different pools. Even if a school doesn't let you roll over an early application, applying early gives you more time to apply elsewhere if your initial choice doesn't pan out. Don't be that rich person who tries to buy your kid into a school they aren't qualified for. It won't be good for the kid, it won't be good for the school, and you're being a dork. Instead, put your effort into encouraging and developing your child's growth mindset so they can actually become the best they can be, and then help them get into a college where they can shine, not one where they'll be the bottom of the heap. I'm Steve Robbins. Follow Get It Done Guy on Twitter and Facebook, and if you're an entrepreneur or you're self-employed or you control your own time, 
Get It Done groups will help you start finishing what's important and develop whatever habits you need to be hyperproductive. Learn more at steverrobbins.com. What are your challenges with productivity, work, or management? Leave a message at 929-356-4583, which spells Wax Elm Glue, and we may use your recording in a future episode. That's Wax Elm Glue. Looking forward to hearing from you. Work less, do more, and have a great life. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.